Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are and wherever you're watching from. We're so glad that you're here today with us today. It is, we're gonna party today. It's gonna be so awesome. We are talking about the new Camtasia 2022. We've got Brooks and Joe who we'll introduce in just a second. But before we do that, just as always, if you like what you're hearing, make sure you like, subscribe, go out to the podcast if you're a podcast listener and make sure you subscribe to it so you never miss an episode. We've got some great stuff coming up in the future. Got lots of things we can talk about, but today, if you'd missed the announcement, Camtasia 2022 released on Tuesday and it is amazing. I mean, look, I'm biased here because I have been with TechSmithing with Camtasia for a long time and I love it. I love using it, but I just keep getting astounded over and over again what the team is able to develop and I get to see its progress up to that point. So it's always just awesome to be part of a release. And today we're going to be talking about not only what is coming out, what's there for you, but some of the reasons behind it. So I think it's important for you know, like, hey, why did this get picked as a feature that we wanted to put in? What we're not gonna talk about, I wanna be very clear about this because I know some people get upset when, when we do this. We're not gonna talk about how to use it. There's awesome tutorials our customer education team has been building. There's gonna be webinars, there's lots of things out there as resources for you to do that. We're gonna talk with Joe and Brooks about what and why. So with that said, let's introduce this mysterious Brooks and Joe. So. And they, they have no idea what I'm going to say. This is great. Brooks Andrus is lead technical product manager for Camtasia or something like that. You can just call him dude, I heard. He has a vast amount of experience in product development and started his life, as far as I know, developing Flash stuff at TechSmith. If you're a fan of Coach's Eye, then you can probably thank Brooks for at least something there because he had a lot of vision around that and was a force behind constantly motivating the team and rallying them to epic greatness. I've heard some of those battle cries and speeches and they really are epic. Also with this is Joe Dearman, Senior User Experience Designer. And Joe's been uh, just a key part of designing a lot of the design that you see in Camtasia. He's always thinking about how to make it look better, feel better, work better, and has worked on a variety of other projects at TechSmith. His design skills and abilities are just valuable and sought after. And I'm pretty sure he could probably just chop me in two with his hands if he needed to, because he's super awesome that way. With that said, welcome both of them to the Visual Lounge. Hello, Welcome, gentlemen. It's great to see you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you both for being here. I know it's been a busy week and probably a busy couple months leading up to what is, you know, a, a, a fixed point in time. And then you just kind of, you're already on to the next stuff. But um, before we get into the Camtasia stuff, obviously my introductions are maybe subpar today, but tell us, is there anything <laughs> else we should know about you that would help us frame the conversation for today as we talk about Camtasia 2022? Joe, let's start with you. Yeah, you know, honestly, I was going to say for, I think I could speak on uh, both of our behalf, is that you missed uh, Camtasia power users. Uh, both Brooks and I live in this product. We love it. We make videos every day and we love watching what uh, what our customers do out there. Yeah, absolutely. Brooks, anything to add? I don't know. You know, Joe tends to be my brother from a different mother. So uh, <laughs> he, he stole my notes there. Um, I would say first and foremost, we're users. So um, use it every day. Um, I mean, I, I have deeply held product beliefs that um, the most you can learn, the most insight you can have, the most you can feel your customer's pain is by actually using the product uh, on a regular basis and not just kicking the tires, but actually digging in and using it and doing real stuff with it. And um, so we try to live that. So, yeah. And I'll have to say, uh, uh, 
that I, I've always impressed by the videos that two of you create because I think I'm pretty good, right? Like I, I know how to make a video, but you guys make stuff that just looks good, sounds good, feels good. And so it's always impressive. So, all right, with that said, you know, I want to, we always in the show, we always start high, kind of high level and we, we dig down. So from a 10,000, 100,000 foot view, wherever, however the elevation you want to start at, tell us what's the big story with Camtasia 2022. This is a product now that's what? 22, 23 years old, really? Um, and it's it doesn't feel that way. So what's what's the story for this release? Oh, the elevator pitch. You're, you're putting us on the spot for the elevator pitch. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm working on the elevator pitch for the next uh, next iteration. So you're testing me here. Um, no, actually, I think, you know, it boils down to three things. Um, and I'm, I'm stealing notes that Joe sort of laid down too here. He, he came up with sort of the positioning, masterminding of this. Um, and we call it heroic cursor, the the, uh, the epic cursor and its part in the visual story, uh, the screen, the story of the screen. And then I'd say, you know, the the second big tentpole is um, the real paradigm shift that comes with uh, editing video with text, and and you see that in our Audiate integration. And then probably I, you know, everyone's going to have a little bit different take here. Camtasia does a lot of different things. There's a lot in this release, but I, I would sort of boil and distill the third thing down to um, how can we help you elevate your content, right? And you see that in things like blend modes in the library. Um, and so to, to me, those are the three, the three big overarching things. Well, I love it. And I will talk about some of those in more detail. I, and I'm curious, and I think part of the, like, from a customer standpoint, I know you said, you, you know, you're in the product, you're living the product, like you start to get these, these kind of points of focus and that takes up a lot of time in development. I'm sure there's lots of conversations, but what are the things that like go through your, the two of your heads as you're thinking about like going from, Hey, we want to do something around this Epic cursor to actually delivering it. How, how does, what's the path look like, I guess, from kind of early idea to, to delivery? Man, great question. I, you know, honestly, I think it starts with really understanding what that, what those pain points are, and feeling them on a visceral level. Um, you know, it's it's something that TechSmith is, you know, excels at. Is we're extremely caring and empathetic to our customers, and uh, and and I think that's really the, the sort of the beginning of of a great feature or outcome, you know, driven work that we do um, starts with this, you know, hyper awareness of the pain. And in the case of cursors. Um, you know, hey, you don't have to watch a whole lot of tutorials out there to notice that cursors are something folks don't really mess with. You know, you see a lot of, you know, wiggling around. You see a tiny cursor on your screen, especially exaggerated if you're on a flat panel uh, in your living room. I mean, I watch a lot of content um, that, you know, like Photoshop tutorials where you can barely see the cursor. And so you're, you're constantly having to seek back five seconds, which is a great feature of YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, but that sort of stuff is really, you know, a byproduct of, of the, the creator, um, really not, not uh, taking the next step for the end viewer to have a really great, clear experience on uh, consuming the content. Yeah. So, well, I, I love that, that you're going back to thinking about the kind of the problems. And, you know, it's interesting to me that what, let's go down the cursor path and the, or cursors in general, because I think I, I was surprised as I was putting together questions today. I kind of expected that most of my questions would be in different areas. And this is one that I'm just like, boy, I'm, I really am curious about because uh, it's super interesting. So we've got a couple things with cursors. Let's at the high level, what what's new with cursors? Let's kind of just explain that and then we'll get into the the why of those things. So 
what what if I open up Camtasia 2022, what am I going to experience that's different with cursors? Because cursors, I got to say, does not sound sexy. <laughs> like like on paper, it's it's like it's a cursor. <laughs> I've got a I've got a mouse. Everyone's got a mouse. Oh, Matt, you just haven't seen the Ray <laughs> cursors. Um, oh, I've seen them, but I'm, you know, put, putting myself in other people's shoes. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I have to out myself as a, a admittedly a nerd, uh, a little bit of a geek about this. So, like, I, I, I when you get the right look, I find the, sur- the cursor to be just this really compelling visual element. Um, look, if we're going to break down the cursor story into three things that we did this time, um, it's really leveraging that metadata pipeline that we get when you use the Camtasia recorder and taking advantage of it. And so the three things are uh, SVC, scalable vector cursors is what I call them. Um, we automatically replace the system cursors from the operating system with vectors so that you can start to do things with the cursor so you can make it a part of your visual story. Um, then there's the cursor path editing, that metadata that we record about the positions of the cursor. That allows you to go in in post-production and completely be able to alter your path, clean up things. Really, I think of it as a surgical procedure, highly targeted. Hey, I, I want to move this. I'm rolling over this list of items. I want to move the cursor off to the side so that I can read the text as I'm rolling over it. I want to center up in a button uh, because I, I want uh, to apply a visual effect and get a, a really nice look um, with that type of thing. Or I, I just made a mistake or there's just a lot of noise. Then then I'm going to come in and clean up and delete some things. So that's cursor path editing. And then the, the third thing, which we have to admit we didn't see at the outset, was uh, what we've ended up calling the cursor path creator effect. Um, and that was, as we were doing this, we just sort of realized that, um, you know what, you should be able to decorate any content, especially like a screenshot, Um with, with a cursor and you should be able to uh, modify the path give, using the tools that we built for cursor path editing. Uh, and so we, we had this third effect, cursor path uh, creator effect. It's a visual effect. You can add it to any image, any video that doesn't come from the Camtasia recorder. It already, it already natively has cursor path editing baked into it. You don't need to do anything special there. Um, it's when you've got a screenshot. It's when you've got a, a group on your timeline. Um, or another piece of media that you, a, a video that came from somewhere else that you want to add a cursor decoration to. Um, so those are the three big elements of, of what internally we've called the cursor story. Yeah. And I, I love it. And I, you know, I've been thinking a lot this week about past experiences, creating tutorials, lots of tutorials about Camtasia Snagit and how many times I had to just manually edit and animate like a image I brought in that was a cursor. Um, so, you know, I, I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, where was this five, six years ago, saving me time? Uh, so, you know, I think one of the things that we see is that, you know, screencasting has been a thing for a long time. So what maybe what's happened in the last couple of years that's either made this possible or why why focus on that cursor is that kind of the, the epic hero right now in terms of like being able to change it, being able to like have it be clear. Is, is something, has something changed in the environment or is it just technology caught up with us? Um, I have a, I have a quick one. I have a quick one. And then I want to toss it to you. Cause I know you've got a, a, an interesting take on this. I, you know, honestly, I think it's, it's it, videos. The marketplace of ideas is saturated with content engagement being, you know, the, the number one goal of every video, right? We, we want our users, our viewers to be engaged, to stay plugged in, to get something out of it, to want to go hit that subscribe button, 
smash the bell, right? Or, <laughs> you know, be affected by our training in our, in our organization um, or our internal communications, right? Um, but I think, I think engagement is where cursor, cursors sort of go hand in hand is can you make it really clear um, and keep that viewer plugged in while you're, you know, moving around a screen um, that, that otherwise, you know, could be really difficult to follow, you know? So Brooks, I'm, I'm tossing it over to you. <laughs> oh yeah, no, thanks for the setup there. I think that um, that's a, that's a really interesting and important take. Um, look, I've worked at TechSouth for a long time and I've actually been dealing with the, the screen content before I even came to, to TechSouth. One of the companies I, I used to work for licensed um, our early recording technology and we built an application uh, studio magic that allowed a director to control what was being recorded on the screen. Um, and so I've been thinking about this for a long time. And, uh, and I remember like, I don't know, 15 years ago, uh, at TechSmith, we, we had, we had started to add these capabilities, the ability to separate out the cursor to leverage the metadata. And, uh, and man, I prototyped all kinds of things and, and the looks I got both, uh, sort of internally, but especially externally was like, what are you talking about? Like what, what is going on? So, so Joe's lead in here is like the market's ready for it. Like it, it used to be, we had to convince people that you should record your screen. Now you can record your screen with a variety of different tools. There's tons of different ways to do it. You see it all over in pop culture, um, in the space. I mean, it shows up on a regular basis in, in movies and, you know, at much less advertisements for software and, uh, and companies. And so the, the market's really ready for it and they're looking for differentiation. You know, how do I get my, my audience engaged? How do I, how do I keep them um, engaged throughout a video? How do I attract their attention? How do I get them to learn and focus and lock into what I'm doing? Um, and so all of those things are sort of uh, sitting there prime. And I think we also, you know, we, we've done a little bit of a gut check in the last, um, uh, 18, 24 months and said, you know, what is it we truly want to be the best in the world at? And, um, you know, what parts can we own? Um, what parts are, are where our expertise lies, uh, where we have the passion and, um, and let's commit to doing that. So, I, I mean, a, a lot of things lined up for this, but, um, but yeah. And then, you know, the team just being soldiers and troopers about getting dra dragged along on this, this journey, um, is, is another part of it, right? Too, they really embraced it and added a lot. Yeah. Well, I just I want to let you, you both know because I don't know if you're seeing the comments or not, but there's lots of great comments on cursor improvements. People are really appreciating that. Uh, so, so with that, so obviously when we go out with a product and you have a vision for what it is, what it could potentially do. Um, I mean, what's kind of that best case scenario when someone gets into Camtasia 2022 and they're they're encountering cursor effect, you know, the cursor size, the cursor replacement, the cursor path, kind of what's the hope that it becomes for someone? I, I heard engagement. I heard, you know, like it's a hero, so it's easier to follow. Is there something more that you like in a perfect scenario, like you would see happen in these videos? Like, is it an always and never uh, just when needed? Or uh, I don't know if I'm making sense here, but it, it feels like kind of the end state. What does it look I, like for our customers? I follow you. Yeah, that's a well. I think there's there's probably a few vectors on this one. Um, one one analogy that comes to mind is you know, I watch a lot of cooking shows. I watch a lot of woodworking shows. You know, I'm a, I'm sort of an avid uh, consumer of all kinds of um, you know content on YouTube. And uh, you know, when it's a physical you know skill, you see the hands in the shot, right? And 
it's it's a it's a close shot. You see what's happening. You can start to figure out what you know. Even if when I'm learning how to, you know, fix uh, change an oil filter on my car, it's still a tight shot where you see hands. And when you're talking about screen video, well, what's the equivalent? And and the equivalent is that that little that tiny little pointer, which by default in Camtasia is is 225 percent uh, larger than what you would see uh, just natively uh, while you're recording, which which again is is just making it so you don't even have to think as a creator, do I do I need to to make this larger? It's it's naturally larger and crisper, which is going to be more professional looking, easier to follow. Um, but but I also uh, I also know Brooks has a couple cool angles on that. Yeah, no, I mean Joe's really drilled down into um, you know sort of the concrete the concrete problem that your your connection to what. This, this other human being on the other side of the video, but they're interacting with the software. And, and I think, you know, that's what we want people to understand is that there's this huge psychological connection. Look, I have sort of a, a higher level, um, you know, I like to try to remember, um, we're really, when you're making a video, you're dealing with cinematography. You're trying to write with motion. And you're trying to tell the story through, you know, often through uh, characters, right? Uh, what are they doing? And, um, you know, like clearly the YouTube uh, revolution over the last 15 years, people have figured out that, hey, me as the content creator, I'm an active part of the story. I need to be on camera. I need to be visible. I need to engage. And that's a, a big primary driver. But then the screen's been this sort of like really opaque thing. And, and we're working against a lot of different things when it comes to the screen content. Like it's designed as an interaction signal. And the interaction signal is, you know what, I'm holding a mouse or I'm on a trackpad and I've got this physical connection to what's going on and I don't want it to be in the way of the interface as I'm moving around. But I have this connection and my brain is locked onto it. I'm focused. So that's guaranteed. And, and we often don't see that as users of a, of a PC, but that's really the lead story in anything that has screen content. It's the lead actor. You know what? That's the one who you're going to get the nice tight shot and the, and the, and the great framing. And uh, they're going to spend a lot of time in the makeup room looking perfect. Right. And, and we need to have the same angle and, and, and approach when it comes to screen content. That is a really important thing for all the reasons that Joe said. Um, and, and you want to blow it up. You want it to bring uh, breathe life into the story. You want your viewer isn't holding the mouse. They're just using their eyeballs and going, am I bored? Right. Uh, can I see what's going on? Am I engaged with this? You know, and you, you, movie t uh, storytellers, movie makers have realized this long ago. That's why you see everything is, is often, hey, you're going to establish, we're going to get wide and establish what's going on, but we're going to get in close and we're going to make you feel the connection here to, the, to what's happening. Um, and we're going to change, you know, you get into shot variety and composition and all those different types of things but, um, that they use to tell stories. But the cursor, that's the lead actor. You know what? The lead actor should be really important in the frame. Well, I love that perspective because I think there was at one point, I, I think I heard you talking about this and I, and I was like, I'm going to argue with Brooks on this. And I, then I got busy and didn't that for a long time, I was thinking about it. And here's my perspective that like the learner, the person on this side of the, the, the video watching the video is, the, is they're the hero and the, the cursor is the guide. And it's just maybe a different perspective. But I, but I love that, that sense. Like when you look at a, a cinematography piece, it is you have an actor, you have the one that is in the frame and, or to Joe, to your point, the, your guide through your tutorial video on how to do whatever project it. So that makes a lot of sense to me. Now, this might seem like a silly question, but it's one that I, I, I actually have for you is how big is too big for the mouse cursor? Cause I've seen it blown up 
really big and it looks, I mean, it's beautiful. It's that's, a, I think that's the beauty is it looks great at a really large size, but what's too big here? <laughs> Joe, what about your perspective as a designer? How, how big is too uh, yeah. big? You know, honestly, I, uh, I I do tend to like to push just a, I, I like to go right to the limit and then just nudge, nudge over that edge. Um, and but I have to say, like, I, I've, I've seen no one be as exemplar on this uh, category as Brooks. Um, you know, he's sort of known around the team uh, for saying that cursors should be the size of buses on screens. <laughs> um, you know, so I, I feel like uh, if, if anybody has figured out how to make the cursor large and not uh, you know, detract from the experience. It's absolutely Brooks. And one of the things that's been interesting is, uh, frankly, you know, he, he'll do demos over my own UIs, my, you know, my interfaces that I mock up and, and such. And I'm always amazed at like, wow, I would have never gone that big, but it, it actually really did help. And so it's been interesting that his, his sort of inclination to go larger um, is actually sort of stretching uh, me, my horizons a little bit, my perspective, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And I saw a comment that says pixelated is too big. And I think with the, is, is there a size that the, the new cursors don't get pixelated, right? I, no, just keeps, no, just, no, just, no. Replacements, no. Yeah, it just keeps yeah. going, keeps yeah. going, keeps going. So there is no too big. That's, I love it. Um, so Joe, real quick, I, I'm curious, you've, you've shared some demo videos. Is there one that we should look at to kind of, as we wrap up kind of talking about cursors and move on to something else? You know, I think we could probably, as a segue, show the home uh, home video, the Camtasia home. Uh, th this is sort of a segue because uh, I use cursor path editing to make this video, and and also some uh, some new library assets as well. Um, okay. So I think that would be a really good one to, to show, and, and maybe that's a segue into the next topic, Matt. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and show it. So here we go. And I don't. I don't know if there was sound with this one, Joe. No, no sound on this one. Um, yeah, so what you're seeing is the new Camtasia home interface. And, and I've done cursor path editing over this just so you can get a sense, um, you know, just how smooth and refined this all looks. I mean, it looks like, it, you know, as a designer, I would think this was handed over to an After Effects compositor. And no. here's one of our new templates that ships with, the, uh, with Camtasia 2022. Man, it's looking looks awesome. so good. Looks so good. Okay, so the, I I think that's a great transition. You get to see those cursor path effects. You get to see some other things. We'll talk about the uh, the library stuff here in a second. But so home is new. So when you come into Camtasia, you experience this kind of new entry point, um, which you know I think for a lot of uh, I think from a lot of ways it's kind of like well, why? What what is the story of why having a home isn't kind of important versus like I mean. I've seen so many iterations of like, it used to be you get the splash screen that came up when you ended Camtasia and then it was basically you're into the product. Uh, so what's what's our high level view of what what is home of all about? Brooks, any thoughts about that one? Uh, sure, I, I you know, I feel a little bit bad because uh, home is so much of, uh, of Joe's uh, vision and, and baby, I, I sort of, I, I, I steal it and, uh, and sort of bastardize the message to, to my needs. Um, look, I think we, when, 
we did it for a couple of different reasons, but this had been cooking in the, in the hopper for a while, you know, like we had been riffing back and forth on the product team about like, we wanted the central location that had all your workflows just at your fingertips. And we, and we wanted big, beautiful visualizations. We wanted you to feel like, you know, a premium pro user, uh, you know, and be really proud of the content that you're using. And that's why you got those giant thumbnails uh, in, in there in the recent projects and, and the, the sort of heroes for the, the templates. And, and so that using that lens, we were able to do all kinds of things. We could start to, we're, we're trying to position uh, Camtasia as the most flexible, powerful tool in, in, the, in the TechSmith portfolio. And, uh, and something that works great with Snagit, works great with Audiate. And so you get, to, you get to see that with the recorder flyout option where you can easily get your hands on those other products and start bringing content in from them, um, start using them in your workflows. Um, so, I mean, there's on and on. There was, you know, the bigger visualizations, we were able to tell you more information about your project. Often you're like, if you're like me, I mean, some months it's 100, 100 plus projects, you know, like I need, <laughs> and a lot of them look the same. And so like my little mental reference is often like, oh, I know that one was shorter, so it's got to be a smaller file size. And I know I did this in it. And so, you know, being able to see that in the heroes and have that additional meta about the projects uh, is super important. But I mean, and then there's there's other sort of uh, ulterior motives that we have assets that we want to start, you know, showing up. It's not in the home right now, but we think this is a place where we can help you um, find content that's going to make you uh, faster, better, make better content. Yeah, well, there's yeah, definitely also, the, the learn tab, right? So that that's, that's a, just, I mean, that's a great start yeah. point for it. Go ahead, Joe. Yep. And it, no, I, I think that was right where I was headed, Matt. Is you've got this this beautiful learn tab that you know is is another vector into sort of how do I, how do I do this, but also inspire me, and uh, and that's also why we're shipping these new t- templates um, and displaying them at home is so that when you start, it's it's not sort of like you alone, right? And and oftentimes, you know, as a creative, I can relate that when you fire up any you know, creative tool, um, you, you sort of have like that deep breath and then you dive in. And what we want to try to do is say like, okay, yeah, totally take your deep breath and we're going to go and, and we're going to work together on this. But, but also like, what if, what if you could try this or what if you could use this asset and, and, and be able to, to, to level your video up here and, and home sort of gives us that opportunity, um, to start to do that for our customers. Yeah, it definitely feels like in a lot of products that like, and, and I, and, and, and this is maybe less of a commentary on Camtasia, but more just me as a user, I go into products and I'm like, I, I have one use for it or like, and it's really hard to know what else I can do. And I, I've experienced this multiple times and, uh, you know, it's like, boy, I feel like I'm underusing this. So I love the idea of being able to help people to see how much you can do. And the, uh, like, ex- I, and I know I talk to people and they're like, you can do templates in Camtasia. And having that exposure just seems really powerful and in a way, very generous, right? Like we're not just in this to get you to download and purchase once, but we want you to come back because there's, here's added value. And I, I, I find that very refreshing and I know it, it always feels good when I'm, I'm opening this new version of Camtasia. I, so I, I'm a fan of the home. I also hope some of my content That's gets cool. in there. Love to see maybe a plug for the visual lounge once in a while. Hey, uh, <laughs> I have mock-ups with your face right on them, Matt. So yeah, we should, uh, we should, your viewers should stay tuned. That's right. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> um, you know, Matt, this could be a good segue to, to show one of the videos, which is the uh, template highlight reel. Um, one of the things that's sort of interesting about this, these templates is we have um, uh, one that's all about highlighting some of the new library features. And, uh, and that's prominently displayed in this, uh, this next video. 
Okay, well, let's. Does this one have Joe's? Uh, does this one have Joe? This one has Joe in it, but does it uh, have sound? I think, yes, yes, we have okay. a backtrack from, and this is also coming straight from the new library. Uh, Justin David Proctor put this, uh, put this together himself. So awesome. the, uh, the, the audio. Here we go. Okay, so that that template is a we that is sort of like one of our new stock templates that comes with Camtasia, customized. So this morning I, I grabbed some screenshots from a project uh, Dan Latner and I are working on, um, you know, making a mock-up uh, together, and uh, and that's what it looks like. That's the outcome of one of our new templates. Um, now, Matt, I also have another one in there that's that's like a highlight reel um, that's a little longer that also has the yeah. emphasis effects uh, asset template. Um, but we, we could always get back to it. We've got a lot of ground to cover. I know. So, yeah. So let's, cause I think this, this leads us into, uh, you know, in templates and library, I see those, I mean, they are separate things, but I see them coming together and, uh, can we, if it's okay, let's talk about the library for a minute. Cause I think, you know, there's templates are great, but you know, you mentioned there's a whole bunch of new template stuff. And I think the number that I'm hearing is a thousand ish new assets. Is that, is that right? So, I think there's like, I don't know if people, a lot of people are using, I don't know how many people use the library, but it feels like one of those like hidden gems. First of all, there's always been a library. Well, not always, but in the last several versions, now you're added all this content. Like what's the reasoning behind that? And, and the next kind of follow-up question will be is like, what's the hope for the usage for the library? Is just for us to give things or is the library have kind of a bigger vision to it? So there were two questions there, right? Yeah, first Number one's one like, was, what what's the, what, the thousand things? What what's the kind of reason behind refreshing all of that? Hmm. Hmm. I I mean, is this a family uh, show? So it's, you know, we're business friendly. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you can look, you can say, Brooks. We'll we'll be we'll beep you out later. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know if I can really articulate the amount of rage that I felt about the um, older library. We hadn't refreshed it in a number of years. The assets um, were really dated, and um, we weren't putting our best foot forward there. And, and we weren't helping our users, giving them a leg up. We weren't giving them a set of, of, of quick wins, of ways to decorate and polish. And so that's that's really what the motivation is for um, the breadth of it. Uh, for a long time, we, we've, we're sort of evolving towards we would like everything to be uh, living on the um, on the asset store and, and be able to deliver, you know, dynamically more and more content for users that, that gives them a leg up. Um, but, you know, I like waiting for I could it ended up being we couldn't wait for that dream to, to realize. And um, it just so happened there there was a large pool of content that um, some of us had been working on. Uh, for for really years, but uh, in particular the last six eight months um, building, and it was we we just had to had to seize the opportunity to do something. Yeah, well, so that's the first question. 
Thank you for our customers. Thank you, Brooks. That even though you were raging about it, I'm sure if they were, if we were upset about it, I'm sure they were feeling that frustration as well. The second question is like, I look at the library and it's a great delivery mechanism for some of these assets, which, you know, obviously we, we need a, a good way to do that. But is the library, does it have a bigger purpose in your mind that uh, you expect a way kind of from an expected use case, right? Like it's great for us to deliver the stuff, but should it be more than that for our customers? Should they be using it in another way as well? Yeah, and, yeah. and I'm sure Joe yeah. has lots of thoughts. Um, so I'll let him go first. <laughs> well, I, you know what? I'm not going to – I actually was probably about to steal one of your notes, uh, Brooks. But mm. one of the things that, that is just so cool about this library is how compatible all of these uh, assets are with each other. Mm. Um, yeah, If we're talking about – click uh, effects if we're talking about like special uh, you know sort of expressive cursors or uh or even these little micro animation icons uh, everything just works together and then when you start to to pair that with some of the the new effects in camtasia like blend modes um you really have something or, or cursor creator for that matter um cursor path creator um you really have something that is like absolutely special and will make you feel like like a total pro like the stuff that comes out of it is super easy, but, but honestly, like very fun, but looks hard. So it's like that perfect balance of um, enjoyable, uh, high quality, easy to watch, good stuff, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm going to be honest. I had not tried the cursor effects until Tuesday. I just I hadn't gotten around to, to demoing it and trying it, you know, and I knew I had seen a lot of the videos and I was blown away because I thought, oh, gosh, here, how am I going to, you know, how hard is this going to be? And it was just so easy to make it. And I was like, that looks really good. Like, so so maybe we can get some insight, like, because obviously those are it's, you know, maybe ideally in a perfect state it would be all blended in with the cursor stuff. But it's it's not because I'm sure technical reasons. But like, how did that come about? Who who's like, I want to know who who's, who do I think? Who do I send a card to? Uh Cause it's, it just, it blows me away at that, how good that looks. And cause I've been an advocate against the yellow highlight for years, like actively teaching people like, yeah, don't, don't do that. It just like, and I feel bad, but I thought it was just terrible looking. And this is actually something I feel really good about. We're birds of a feather, Matt. <laughs> I'm in the same boat. You know, I, I love, I love what it does. I love the problem it solves, but I don't use it. Right. Um, whereas there are a lot of moments in, in my, um, presentations, my, my training videos that I do want to have emphasis on key, those sort of, um, you know, seminal moments. Um, but I have to say like, uh, all of those click effects are coming straight from Brooks. Uh, and so, you know, it was one of those things where, you know, it, it would be one of those side projects for us that I'd get a, a couple little, you know, a couple little MP4s in my uh, inbox. Like, Hey, Hey dude, check this out. And, uh, and it was, it was a real joy to watch and riff on together and sort of dream, um, you know, cause we really feel like we're at the very beginning, um, of this journey. And, um, and, and that, that part of it, um, really for me was super enjoyable. Cause I, I, I sort of was one of those first, um, you know, viewers, you know, and users of these things. Yeah. Well, I want to make sure we talk about one or two other things and, and kind of watching time here. So from a library standpoint, what, like for you, Personal preference here. No, no, we're not holding you to anything other than that. It's what you like. What are the, what's like, what's a star of the show? When you go into the new library assets, is there one that you're just like, yeah, I'm so glad we got this in because it's just awesome. 
Oh, that is such a hard one. I, you know, I think Brooks and I will probably vary here. This is a hard one because they are all good. And I don't say that from a position of, uh, of just being total hype. I, I actually think they all solve different problems. Mm-hmm. And as a designer, you know, that's my sort of my foundation is, is solving things through that lens, um, graphic design. Um, it, you know, they, they sort of all kind of have like their little spot in, in depending on your situation. Um, but if I had to be hard pressed, I'd say it would probably be the UI kit and, and sort of these expressive uh, cursors, which if you've looked at, which I, hopefully we can look at before we, we end today here, um, there are some really cool ones. Uh, I mean, come on, uh, a mouse pointer that turns into a, a, a flapping bird and, and, and it somehow works, you know, like that's that kind of level of expression, that surprise is extremely delightful. And, um, and so those would be, I think, again, you, you, you didn't press me to one. I'm sorry, Matt. I, no, I, I had to cheat. No, that's, that's okay. I get it. Brooks, what about you? Any standouts in the library? Oh, you know, this is like uh, forcing forcing a parent to choose their favorite child, right? So, don't tell me you um, don't have them. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. I love my kids uh, equally. They're the same. Um, <clears throat> um, yeah, I, look, uh, Joe's right. Don't sleep on UI kit. I mean, there's a surprising amount of uh, stuff there. It, my personal favorite, uh, the, th- the things that were the most fun for me to develop were the um, or to experiment with. Because uh, it was just a journey. We're the cursor heroes. Um, like, it, like, I, 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 there's just if you're gonna start making the cursor the 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 lead actor, you know, you're gonna need some great entrances. You're gonna great need some great moves. You know, like you're gonna need the Tom Cruise clenching the jaw and Top Gun uh, or go or you know Mission Impossible, uh, and and so. Um, I think th- there's all kinds of just little fun waves and, and, and expressive uh, behaviors that are that I think um, people will really enjoy and, and have fun with. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm having fun with it, uh, and I think our customers are going to just. They're gonna, I think we're going to see the, some really cool things that people are going to be able to create with this. So I'm ex- very excited. Um, Joe, before we move on, did you want us to show that uh, that demo reel, or do we want to move on to? One more topic. I think the demo reel could be um, appropriate. You know, I think Brooks let us in nice for that. So, all right. Well, let's let's check out this demo of stuff. And this is cursor effects and other things from the library, correct? Uh, yes. These are all things shipping with Camtasia 2022. Some templates at the beginning, and then the uh, and then some of these library uh, assets all sort of viewed as one. All right. Well, here we go.
Man, that looks good. <laughs> love it. Love it. Thank you, Matt. Okay. Uh, I, I, I want to just touch very lightly on this. We're actually going to do a whole episode about this topic. So I don't, we don't need to go too deep, but one of the things that, um, Brooks, you mentioned at the very kind of outset with, with the home conversation is that kind of everything is right there. You know, the different kind of editing experiences working with Snagit, which now I think I'm thinking about all the kind of the big screenshots I've taken that you could animate cursor through and, and not have to ever do a recording. But Audiate came in here. And I, I think some of our audience maybe doesn't know what Audiate is, first of all. Um, and I think there's potential here for this to be a really big deal. Um, so let's, can we get a, again, I don't want to spend a lot of time because we're going to do a show with uh, here at maybe the end of, around the end of the month about Audiate and about maybe the interactions with Camtasia. But what, first of all, what is Audiate for our audience that may maybe has never heard that word before? Yeah, I mean, look, this is, uh, I feel bad. This is Dan Lantner's brainchild, um, his team, his vision. Um, and they'll be on, he'll be yeah, on. So no, don't feel too bad. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I hope Dan won't get mad at me. Like he often uh, will be like, oh man, why'd you use that word? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, now that I know Dan, uh, it's the only word I'm going to use. So uh, audience really cool. I mean, it, it sort of flips the entire editing paradigm up on its head. And it started out as, you know what, uh, audio editing is just this painful thing and and we realized we needed to, to do better for people who wanted more professional sounding audio and wanted to include some some uh, you know some pro level um, VST effects and capabilities but what audio does is it automatically throws your audio up to a server that transcribes it into text and then it returns back you can get into a waveform and edit traditionally if you want to but what it returns back is that transcription mapped to the timing of all the, the wave information. And then you just, you edit it like you're using, you know, Microsoft Word. So you're literally going and, you know, uh, all the places I say, um, I can instantly see this. In fact, Audiate actually does better than that. It'll identify all those hesitations. And uh, you can, in one fell swoop, just with a, a menu, click them and delete them all, right? Um, you can go, often what happens, you're recording and you screw up. And, you know, instead of like stopping, re-recording, you get into this painful cycle, Audiate allows you to just keep rolling. And then you quickly go in and you can parse text super fast, right? And it's a skill we all have. We all get trained on, you know, from, from cradle to cradle to grave. So it, it just is, it's this completely different way of looking at the universe. And uh, it's, it, it ends up being this super fast workflow. So it was just audio. And, and the new thing this time around is um, now you can send your videos with audio over to Audiate. Um, you can edit it using the text, and then uh, it'll send back all of those edits, uh, preserved non-destructively, back into to Camtasia uh, on the timeline. I think we're calling it audio uh, or video syncing. So, um, I mean, it's look, it can be really hard. I have a lot of biases as a user based on years of just, you know, struggling with audio based workflows and, and syncing up video and audio. And, um, so I often dread it. Um, but Audiate has completely changed the, the game for me. And in so many opportunities, if you're not a pro video editor and you don't want to spend hours and hours slicing and dicing up your, your video, it's, it's super easy to go in, take a webinar, take something super long like that, 45 minutes of, of content and go in and, and chunk it really easily just using the text, trim out the mistakes or the, the parts where, you know, someone, a bad product manager swore uh, or something <laughs> like that, right? 
I swear that has never happened to me before. Never, um, never, never. Yep, yep. So <laughs> well, it, it's it's really neat. Yeah, and 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 thanks for the, the high level overview. And again, we're gonna we're gonna do a whole episode on Audiate and how it works. And I think that's uh, you know, but I think it's one of the cool features that like I'm super excited about because I think as someone who teaches a lot about video editing, it takes away some of the the complexity and the mystery around learning to edit video because it's you know it's not a skill set like you said we're not you know for reading and writing we're taught that from kind of you know as soon as we can and keep going it's a kind of requirement but video editing's not in that you know we're not teaching a lot of kindergartners how to to cut video although there are those who are uh, but uh, so yeah thanks for thanks for sharing that Joe any other things you would want to add to what Brooke said. Uh, yeah, there's a sort of a cherry on top is is if you've ever done a number of edits on your Camtasia uh, timeline, um, let's say you've got your recording down and you're just going to cut some things out or you need to go back and shorten some things. Uh, and then you you start your preview it back and you go, oh, no, all my call outs are out of place and all this other stuff that I had going on is all out of place. Audio syncing, you know, the timeline syncing back to Camtasia uh, just takes care of all of that for you. The developers have found this incredibly innovative way to just magically make the timeline true, no matter where those cuts happen or where you add audio, remove audio, all the all those things happening uh, above the recording or below are all going to get adjusted as well. And it's absolutely magical. Yeah. I mean, you know, Matt, when done well, magic and technology are indistinguishable, right? And that's how I feel with this. This is, it's pretty cool. Um, we have one question, uh, and I don't know if either of you can answer it. Does Audiate transfer the transcription back to Camtasia for captioning as well? You can produce a, cap a caption file and bring it in, but it's not an automatic round trip at this point, correct? Let's, let's just say not yet, but stay tuned. All right. Love it. Okay. So I want a couple just last questions here and then we do have our speed round which should be fun uh this one's gonna be hard because like i asked you about your effects in the library but overall i mean there's lots of new stuff there's things that we haven't talked about that are in there there's blend mode i'm sure there's a ton of performance improvements all these things that go into a release i'm gonna put your feet to the fire what's your favorite top like one thing you're like man this is the thing that made this release for me and it, you know, it doesn't have to be the biggest. It doesn't have to be the best, but something you're just like, I'm super proud of that work. Uh, for, you know, since we just mentioned the Audiate um, and Camtasia syncing, the timeline syncing, um, I guess I guess I can say that I've already said that one. Um, but uh, I, I think it, it would be it would be very hard pressed. But um, I think you take Cursor Path Creator. Combined that with what you can do with click effects and blend modes, and you have something that you could never have done before um, is as easily and as quickly. Awesome. Brooks, what about you? Yeah, Joe managed a way to uh, sneak uh, all, the, all the top line features into <laughs> one answer. So like, uh, where, where do you go from that? Um, yeah, I mean, I have a, like, there's so much I'm proud of. Like, uh, blend modes is super magical. I mean, it, it may be the one that I use the most just because it's so, it's so great at um, elevating content. I have to say, though, maybe the, the thing I'm most proud of is I got to have my cursor posse's uh, backs. I mean, that we went through a brutal slog trying to figure out how to do all this stuff and, uh, and, and make it sane and approachable for users. And, um, man, and it was right down to the wire. Like, we were... We were working on this uh, into the into the late into the game in overtime. So um, 
yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of the, the sort of the flag we planted there and, um, and, and the footing it puts us on and where we can go with it. Awesome. Now, before we go into our speed round questions, I want to acknowledge something here. You guys are, have been fantastic. And you've, you've, we've talked about a lot of features and you've had your hand and influence in a lot of these features. But you are not the ones who make all of this happen. Like, you have your role. But uh, I guess... I don't, I don't know. There's too many of them. I don't know how to acknowledge all of our development team, but I, I want to call out the fact that uh, Joe and Brooks are fantastic, but we have a whole development team behind the scenes who make this happen. And they, uh, Brooks, would you, did they, did they put their hearts and souls and leave blood on the mat for, for this release? Would you say that's a, something Brooks always, yes. e, how many emails have we seen from Brooks about that? But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we definitely left a lot of blood on the mat. Yeah. No, look, um, Joe's a huge contributor too, so I don't include him. I'm I'm just a figurehead, you know. I'm a cheerleader and a figurehead. All the hard work, all the the, the you know crazy crazy uh, drive and innovation that comes that comes from our, our product teams that are, are working their butts off. And so I mean, I have deep appreciation. Um, they they care a lot and um, and they worked really hard this cycle. So and and we even we even pulled the brakes really hard and, uh, and pushed our release date. Cause we weren't like it, it, And when I say we, the team, we, we had a little team testing activity and the team wasn't happy with, um, some things like they didn't like our workflows. They didn't like, you know, they didn't like some of the gold that I thought the pearls, uh, we had laid down. Um, and, and they were right. And, um, and we, they decided, you know, we're, we're going to do something about it. We're going to own it. And, uh, like the audience integration is way, way better than um, what we were lined up to do. So that's just one example of, of the team, uh, how important uh, all of their efforts are. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, go ahead, Joe. Oh, go ahead, Matt. No, go. Well, go, go. I was just, I was just going to say that there's this, this, this grit that's so inspiring on the team, but there is this, I mean, there's not a, maybe even an hour that passes in my workday where I don't have a conversation with an engineer about a user pain point or how something could be better for our users. I mean, there is so much uh, love and passion uh, poured into how people use our products and making them successful. And it's it's really clear this release was exemplar of that. Yeah. Well, we just want to make sure we acknowledge all the hard work of the team because I, I mean, I, I'm like you, Brooks. I'm just a figurehead here. I get to, I get to do this. And it's really fun and represent TechSmith in so many places, but I don't make the magic happen. I just, I get to tell people about the magic. And so it's, it's exciting. Okay, with a few minutes we have left, we're going to do speed round. Uh, I've got questions for each of you. Speed round is meant to be quick, fast answers. Uh, these are going to be maybe a little bit veering off the Camtasia 2022 release, but that's okay. So let's jump in to our speed round. All right, this one actually goes to both of you. If you weren't in your current role at TechSmith, but you could do anything you wanted for work, what would you be doing instead? Oh, artist. All right. Easy. Brooks, what about you? Yeah, I think I would have packed my bags and headed to, headed to Hollywood and tried to, to catch up with some visual effects studio and, and uh, tried to make movie magic. Ah, so, so, sounds awesome. And uh, I can see how that could work for both of you. Okay. So, uh, Joe. What makes a good screencast? Like, what's one thing you think a good screencast has that maybe isn't something we've talked about today, like just kind of fu functionally? Mm, tight shots, 
use the zoom and pan, make that cursor larger, adds the click effects at the right moments. You don't have to do them in every one, do them at the choice ones, but absolutely zoom in and then zoom in a little bit more on those key moments. I love it. Just kind of keep pushing beyond what you think is is what is reasonable. Brooks, from from your perspective, you talked a lot about cinema. Let's uh, let's go there then. Uh, what's something from cinema that we should be taking and bringing into our videos, screencast or not? Oh, shot variety, shot composition, pacing, time compression—probably uh, the big ones that I would say. Um, you know, that's it's really our responsibility to, to not just let the camera run and, uh, and then present that to the user as the end product. Like it's, we need to be thoughtful um, and, and intentional about how we're writing with motion. Unless you're making a, like a uh, Nordic slow film that takes 72 hours, then it can just do whatever, right? Like just let, let the camera run. All right. Uh, next, next question. Uh, for both of you, where do you turn for inspiration? You're obviously uh, putting your heart and souls into the product. You're, we're seeing a lot of creativity. Where's the inspiration coming from? I'm guessing, Brooks, it's somewhat with Hollywood, but where else might you turn on a regular basis? Oh, I mean, I think inspirations are this really funny thing. Like, um, I mean, I get inspired by what I see um, the people I get to work with every day work on, you know, and do and the ideas that they have. So, but uh, often, like, it's way outside of, of, the video or, you know, product specific stuff. I, you know, I, I go to a local art festival and uh, I get to talk and, and see someone who's worked with their hands and, and talk to them about what they've done. That's inspiration. I'll see patterns out in nature and, and that gets my brain working and, and sort of fills my cup up and, and I come back and, and go look at it. So, um, man, my, my grandchildren, their, their art, super inspiring, like fearless, brave, um, like the, all the things I don't have anymore. Um, so, so I love getting influenced by that. It's nothing like a drawing competition, family drawing competition. I love it. I love it. What about you, Joe? Inspiration. I, I have to say that I have uh, two little ones and, and my six-year-old is doing Lego stop motion videos now. And, and my little girl is uh, learning to dance and it is absolutely a joy. Uh, I'm doing ballet with her. And, and of course, I do Lego challenges with my son every morning before I start work. Um, that's absolutely the, the gold mine. Um, I will layer one thing on top, antique stores. Um, I, you know, I travel all over the state in this area for uh, just any sort of thing that like kind of like echoing what Brooks said that can trigger or, or, or give me a thought of something that I can go uh, pursue creatively. Yeah, I love that. There's so much good design in and kind of old old world, not even old world things, just older things, right? There was thought and passion in the stuff that wasn't maybe as mass produced. Uh, so yeah, I love, I love both those answers. Okay. This is the last question and we'll wrap things up. Uh, it's always the hardest question. I'll let you either decide you can ask it, you can choose together or you can each ask one, but we always end our show with the speed round with what's a question you want to ask me. So I've asked you a lot of questions and let you turn it around. And if you don't have a question, that's fine too. I'll, I'll take the easy way out. <laughs> oh man, I got one. Uh, if, if Brooks is teeing one up. All right, I'm going to go. Uh, Matt, what's your, uh, what's your go? What would be your go-to library asset if I had to hold your uh, feet to fire here off of the new library? Oh, uh, you know, I, or category. I, I have a lot more to explore because I'm going to be honest. I have not dug into it like I, I, I would, but off the bat, 
I am so looking forward to the the curse different cursor effects that it like I saw one in a video that I really want to play with that it's like it stretches out. It looks like it's jumping forward. I think I think there's just so much that could be done with some of these to really draw attention. Uh, I'm super excited. You know, I probably don't make as many tutorial screencasts as I used to, but I'm really excited to see how I can bring the, that kind of that cursor coming alive into to video because I think it's just super exciting and creates a lot of possibility. Um, and I don't know how people how, how you've gone about creating those because it's like, man, that is, those are super cool. And I want a lot more of them just because I think I don't want the same one for two year, two or three years to be and get stale. So you got it, Matt. You got it. That's absolutely right. we're on the same page there. All right. Rooks, any question for you? Yeah, my question, uh, Matt. All right. So if if you had it to do over again, would you would you go down the instructional design? I mean, now that you're a famous, you know, podcast <laughs> show host, like do you realize where your calling was? Are you hair and teeth or are you, you know, a learning you know, nerd? You know, uh, I think I'll always be a learning nerd because I think that's dr drilled into you after paying so much in student loans. Uh, I have to, I have to do that, but you know I I love the learning development side of stuff, but I love the the, the actually much broader customer education um, where we get to th I think about much I, you know internal stuff's fine. I don't want anyone listening thinking I don't like internal stuff. It's fine, but I love seeing customers' problems and I love seeing the variety of challenges and the ways that they use their stuff. So I think it's, yep, instructional design, but with that broader focus has been really good for me. And given where things have ended up, I would do it again. Um, Cause I, I think every, even in this, right? My goal is to educate and teach and create great experiences that hopefully people learn from. So good question, both of you. All right. Well, Joe and Brooks, thank you so much for joining us today. And thanks for you and the team's work on Camtasia 2022. We appreciate you being, spending some time with us. And now hopefully you get a little bit of time, downtime to kind of think about what's next and, and uh, be creative <laughs> for the next, next version. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we've got a couple of days so, uh, to, to really bask in it. And then we're right back to the grindstone. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you again, both. And with that said, I want to just thank the development team. Make sure if you've got feedback for them, we love to hear good stuff. We want to hear what problems you're having. Go check out the download and download Camtasia 2022 if you haven't. Even if you're using an older version, it is a free trial. So you can go and do that. And then if you like this, hit the like button, leave a comment, ask questions, you know, do all that stuff because then that helps us interact with you. We want to make sure that we have a vibrant community around the Visual Lounge and you can always go listen to podcasts as well. You can email us at thevisuallounge at techsmith.com. We're happy to answer any questions you might have. If you've got guest suggestions, things like that. With that said, we end as we always end. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, we hope that you take a little time to level up every day and especially trying out the new Camtasia 2022. See y'all next time.